Welcome to the Viking Age podcast, the official podcast of thevikingage.com. My name is Chris Shad. I write for the Viking Age as well as Zone Coverage, Bring Me the News, and the Brookings Register. My co-host is Adam Patrick, who is the managing editor of the Viking Age. And we do this every Monday and Thursday right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. But if you miss us, we're available in podcast form on Apple, Spotify, the very next day. However you consume us, though, rate, comment, like, and subscribe so you never miss a new episode. Adam, to start off with, I just want to kind of note something here. I am wearing a green shirt on Abe's podcast, um, but it is not a Packers shirt. I, I think people can tell because it's a little brighter green or whatever. Kelly but green. Yeah, it's like the Kelly green. Same green that the North Stars uh, rock. Sometimes I'll rock my Madonna shirt for Mike Madonna, but uh, the Wild are apparently interested in just stockpiling bottom six uh, forwards. So that's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, very just, similar to the Vikings, honestly. But yeah, <laughs> I was just thinking in my head, like the MLB and NHL draft are like you like really have to be into those to like pay attention to those because they're not like the NFL draft or the NBA draft. Because I've seen a bunch of tweets about like the NHL draft. and I'm like, I don't even know what's happening. <laughs> And, and it's very similar in that it usually takes a year or two. Like Marco Rossi uh, was selected by the Wild ninth overall a couple years ago, and he can't crack the lineup because Freddie Goudreau is a bottom six hockey god that can nobody else can kill a penalty. Nobody else can shorthanded. Marcus Foligno, no, let's ring of honor, even though he <laughs> skates around like a moron in the playoffs. Um, no, I am actually uh, wearing the shirt of a defunct franchise. Uh, and I actually booked a vacation in mm. that city. Uh, the old Seattle mm. Supersonics, the old old classic here. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty pretty excited to go out there because never been there. Um, yeah, that's pretty. I mean, grunge, big Nirvana guy, coffee. Yeah, Ken Griffey Jr. Yep. Probably see a couple mentions of him. Uh, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go see the Twins strike out over 20 times in <laughs> Seattle. It just hits different in a different city. It's like, well, at least stadium's cool. I'll go check that out. But is it, is it still Safeco Field or something else? It is T-Mobile Park. <laughs> but Safeco was an insurance company. Hey, yeah. So, so I mean, it wasn't like you know. It it is funny. Like Cincinnati's ballpark is called the Great American Ballpark, and if you don't know, you're like, wow, that's a really cool name. <laughs> like really unique. No, Great American's an insurance company. Um, right. so that that's a thing. Like the Staples the, Center. Right. And like, and like sometimes too, like, so you mentioned the Staples Center, sometimes too, that name sticks and Mm -hmm. then it's just no. Like Miller Park in Milwaukee is now American Family Stadium. Coors Field. Yes. Coors never, ever (laughs) changed Coors Field. Like I will be upset. I'm not even a Rockies fan. And I'm like, dude, don't, don't take the beer naming. I know you're losing money to like seltzer bros who Mm -hmm. are just like doubting them. Love a good seltzer from time to time. Mm -hmm. Probably have a couple over the weekend because mm-hmm. America, right? Mm-hmm. Our founding fathers would pound a couple of white claws. <laughs> um. Anyway, speaking of bros, let's talk about Dalvin Cook. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about this saga because apparently the Vikings have moved on from the best running back in the NFL. You got your Saquon Barkley's. You got your uh, Josh Jacobs, your Jonathan Taylor's. Nah, Dalvin Cook. And apparently the Vikings were stupid for letting him go. We spent a lot of time on Dalvin Cook in this podcast, but his free agency has been very interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, He wants a big deal. Okay, cool. Uh, Tom Pelissero 
who's very plugged in with the Vikings. I'm going to make that clear. Yeah. Uh, he says that he Cook has received multiple offers. Can believe that as well. And then, of course, here in Minnesota, we're pretending that Alexander Madison is a uh, superstar running back um, with three down capabilities and everything else. We'll see if that happens. Mm-hmm. But this is about Dalvin Cook right now because it is getting weirder by the day how much the national media is hyping up Dalvin Cook. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Pelissero on the Rich Eisen show just before he was released. I have a quote. here. He says, the challenging part of this with Dalvin Cook is you're talking about a four time Pro Bowl pick. He is the only player in the NFL that has had at least 1,100 rushing yards in each of the past four seasons. He is 27 years old, and he might be the healthiest that he's ever been because the shoulder that's been popping in and out for three years got surgically repaired. And based upon everything I've heard, he's completely on track to his recovery and by the start of training camp. So I think he said should be ready by the start of training camp and the regular season. Um, Again, Tom Pelissero is very plugged into the Vikings. Yeah, he's from Minnesota. He go, he, yep, he's from Minnesota. I believe he goes to games on a case. Uh, actually, they send him on assignment. But I mean, yeah. he's he's based yeah. in Minnesota. He hears things. The big games. He, and he, I think he worked for 1500 ESPN he before yep. he went to yep. NFL Network. And so, uh, I want to say he covered, he either worked for paper. He might have, I think he might have worked for Star Press, maybe? He worked for one of those, the, the Tribune or the or the Pioneer Press, but he covered the Packers. Okay, so, so. he he knows people. Like yeah. like this yeah. is a thing here. That being said, yeah. this sounds like an email from an agent, <laughs> mm-hmm. and 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 that's fine. That's fine. I mean, you gotta scratch the back of your sources. You got to do all that stuff. I'm not discredit. And he he didn't say anything wrong there. Where this is getting yeah. really weird is when you have other people talking. People such as. Pat McAfee. And I got to go and kind of find it here because I thought I had everything pulled up, but I didn't. <laughs> I guess. So what are you thinking about this before I look up Mr. McAfee's comments? Well, with Palacero stuff, I just think it's always interesting when, when people point out the Pro Bowls um, still. Like, he's a four-time Pro Bowler. It's like, oh, they just changed the format of the Pro Bowl because no one cares about it. Like, yeah. they, they took away the game. Um, you know, Anthony Wright, is that is that who made the, the Pro Bowl last year? Who, who's the quarterback, the backup for the, the Ravens? Is oh, that, is that right? Um, is that right? Huntley. Is that right? Tyler oh, Huntley. Oh, why did I? I think Anthony Wright was like their old guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, Tyler Huntley made the That was way back there. What, That's a good pull, by the way. <laughs> did he throw like four touchdowns last year or something like that? And he Let's made the, see. <laughs> yeah, he was he was a backup for the Ravens. Who, Tyler Anthony Huntley Wright? threw two touchdowns in 658 yeah, And yards. he made the Pro Bowl. So let's just lose me. And I don't even think Dalvin was like a first. First, he wasn't on the opening Pro Bowl roster or whatever. So he was an alternate. Um, and that never gets mentioned. Um, so the people making the Pro Bowl roster didn't even think Dalvin Cook was one of the best running backs in, in the NFC. Um, and then you look at like over a thousand yards as a running back, which is an accomplishment more today than it is than it was say what 1998 99 when you had like half the leagues running backs were thousand yard rushers um but you have to these days we have tools and you know other analytics ways of of looking at how a player performs and when you look at closer not just the broad spectrum of oh he rushed for 1100 yards no look at look at like the majority of his carries and how inefficient they were and he got, he was, he played a lot like Adrian Peterson last year, where like there was a lot of late uh, career Adrian Peterson. Yes, a lot of famine, 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 famine feast. And then you're like, oh, he's a, he's a great running, like that 80 yard run against what the Bills. 
I don't think he mm-hmm. was playing well that game. I know he wasn't playing well against the Dolphins, and he busted off that long run, and that made his his yards look a lot better. So it's uh some some broad terms are being used to to sell Dalvin Cook, which I don't really think you need to. He's he his play speaks for itself. If you think he's good, he's still he's still got plenty left in the tank. If you think he's good, then then sign him. Is this more of a push to maybe like get him more money? Like is like because I don't think that's gonna happen. He got released in June. Like no team is gonna be like, oh, let's give this guy ten million dollars to like. No, it's it's not gonna happen. And I think Palacero did point out. I think I don't know if this was in this appearance or an appearance the other day where like Dalvin Cook might wait until you know middle middle of training camp to sign. Um, and then he pointed out like if he waits too long, then a team could decide to sign someone who's cheaper and then Dalvin Cook will be forced to sign for a lower mar- a lower amount than he might have gotten in the first place. So like don't wait too long Dalvin cuz you you might not get what you're what you're looking for and um I think it, it might get to a point where Dalvin's just like I just want to play. So like yeah, whatever. Um and then maybe next offseason he can be a free agent and, and get some decent money. So you know, I and I'll I'll preface this by saying I hate reading quotes on the air. <laughs> Because <laughs> it just sounds boring, but we don't have rights to anything. So I apologize for our YouTube audience that's probably watching this. But um, I did find the McAfee quote that I had transcribed. And he said this, you know, Dalvin Cook can absolutely still fucking go, by the way, you know, the fact that he's available. Right. And I'm skipping a little bit here. It's like Dalvin Cook was off there diving. The reason why I think Justin Jefferson has had all the success he had is because Dalvin Cook was in the backfield. Now, <laughs> come on, Pat. To, to come on, a Pat. degree, okay. Come on, Pat. Let, let me preface this. I love Pat McAfee. Yeah. I, I really do. I, I watch his show. I, I don't want to come across as like a fan, but he was great on wrestling color Smackdown. commentary. I miss him dearly on SmackDown, Um, which is no offense to Wade Barrett, just the enthusiasm and just kind of that kind of. There's a reason why he's getting, awesome. what, uh, 11 million a year from ESPN. Exactly. So I, I'm, I'm not saying, please don't block me on Twitter or any of that <laughs> stuff. But I also, he, he's right to a degree because if Dalvin Cook wasn't in the backfield getting all those negative and uh, zero yard runs, uh, the Vikings wouldn't have to had to have thrown much in the fourth quarter, which yeah. would have brought Justin Jefferson's numbers down. <laughs> um, so to agree, he's right. But mm-hmm. to say that Justin Jefferson's success was completely predicated off of Dalvin Cook. Uh, are, are you watching the Vikings? You're not, and that's fine. That's totally fine. But A.Q. Shipley, uh, another guy, he had him on his guest as he was former offensive lineman. Yeah, as he was talking about Dalvin. And A.Q. said, I'm watching these highlights right now. It's like you watch this, and it's not like it looks like he's in year 13 and lost a step. Like he is fucking cruising, still like cruising. And when you look at this stuff and you start to weigh these options as GMs or front office people or scouts or whatever, and let's be honest, they all overanalyze everything and they think the grass was always greener until it isn't, right? And then you sit here and you watch this stuff and it's like, how is this guy still available? And not to mention, even if he does lose a step, these guys are such elite football players of the generation that they lose a step. What they've lost in a step, they've gained in experience and become better football players by even losing a step. And that's what these people can't ever put a number on. Um, Tell me you haven't watched the Vikings without actually telling me you haven't watched the Vikings. Because, yes, the highlights that Dalvin Cook puts out. I was going to say the key word in that sent the whole quote was highlights. Yes. And key, you know, like you said, it, it's famine, 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 
feast. That that was the problem because it put the Vikings behind the sticks. Mm-hmm. They had to throw more on second and 10. Uh, they were actually on second and 10 a lot in the Mike Zimmer yeah. era. And Mike Zimmer just chose to run the ball anyway because, <laughs> you know, run the ball or else again. I'll, I'll murder you. Um, ba- basically what's going on. Um, meanwhile, you know, while all this is happening and everybody's like, wow, how is it? You know, Tyler Conklin's over in New York right now going like, there's plenty of room here for Delvin. I don't know. We got Brees Hall. We got Zodovan Knight, Delvin Cook. We got Aaron Rodgers, which by the way, ESPN seems to think now the Jets are like the underdog of the NFL and need to win a championship ASAP, which, um, no, no, I, I don't care about the Jets. I don't care about Aaron Rodgers. Like, you know, if you hard knocks, they chose the Jets right now. Like what they should do is like, if they can do like the special effects thing and like, while Aaron Rodgers is talking, like zoom in on his like pupil and then like, just put like more than a feeling in the background where it's like, and then that's like all these colors inside his brain. Like that's basically what's going on over there Mm -hmm. right now. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like maybe he's somewhere trying to look for the Batman right now. I I, I don't know. But Mia, Mina Kimes, she gets it here. Yep. And, and this is what she said on her podcast earlier this week. One of the things that Kevin O'Connell has mentioned is kind of wanting the offense to be a bit more balanced. This is a team that was extremely pass heavy last year. The sixth pass heaviest team on first down in the NFL, fourth heaviest on second down. But to me, when he talks about balance, that doesn't mean we're going to run the ball on early downs. It means we're going to run the ball when it's favorable to run the ball, and we're going to do so efficiently. The Vikings faced a ton of too high coverage last year, a very high rate of light boxes, but they did run into them a lot. And when they did, they weren't particularly efficient in doing so. I think this is part of the reason they were willing to make the change and move on from Dalvin Cook this offseason. And they added Josh Oliver. Maybe we're going to see more. This is a very tight end heavy team. Maybe we're going to see more tight end. I think she said, again, Otter kind of. I think she was talking about like two tight end sets. Yeah, yeah. Two tight end sets, you know, more outside zone, that sort of thing. Um, Otter is great. Sometimes it just kind of, you got to proofread it a little bit. But (laughs) um, why is Mina Kimes the only person that can see that? Outside of Minnesota, of course. Uh, Because she paid attention. She probably took like, she didn't even have to take that long to like. No. Look up the acquisitions the Vikings made this offseason, uh, retaining CJ Ham, uh, signing Josh Oliver. Uh, yeah, they're probably going to extend TJ Hawkinson and listening to Kevin O'Connell at the combine, listening to him during, you know, some of the OTA press conferences about how, yeah, he's he has emphasized efficiency the entire offseason, especially when it comes to the running game. And he is very well aware that uh, the Vikings were not efficient when it came to running the ball last year and i was just thinking like this rem- kind of reminds me when the rams moved on from todd Gurley, um and they were just people were said so there were some people who were like oh, i can't believe the rams moved on from todd Gurley. how could they do that and then what happened the next year they won the super bowl with sony michelle as their leading rush okay because they were more efficient uh teams weren't able to like just gang up and figure out what they were going to do when they were running the ball. Defenses really just had uh, a harder time figuring out what the Rams offense was going to do because they they weren't used to some of the players on the field or they, they mixed things up more. They were able to do that. I think that's what the Vikings want to do. They want to, you know, Alexander's being tabbed as a, the RB1 right now, but I, I'm going to think that it might be like a, a share, maybe like 60-40 with Ty Chandler or like 
70, 2010 with Ty Chandler and Kane Wangwu or Dwayne McBride. Um, so I think it's going to be more of a mixture of everything. And yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't take long to like, like if I'm, if I'm looking stuff up about another team, like I want to know that I'm not going to sound like an idiot when I'm talking, but I do understand the guys that cover it nationally. They have a lot to cover, but it does not take, if you, if you're, if you know, you're going like, they knew they were talking about Devin Cook on Pat McAfee. You know, you're talking about that. And Pat McAfee doesn't even have to prepare. He has people that can do it for him. Yeah. Just like, but he's also someone, former player. He does not like to bash current or former NFL players. It's just like that fraternity that he's always going to be a part of. He's never really going to do that unless you are a giant asshole. Um, like he'll, he'll rip in Antonio Brown, like, but everybody does that. Um, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not surprised with his comments. Uh, who else? Pelicero, not surprised about those, but, and even Rich Eisen, like, I think we, I don't know if we, we talked about his comments, but he was, he was kind of saying the same thing. Like, how can, how can you move on from Dalvin Cook after he rushed for over a thousand yards in the last four seasons? How, how can you do that? And it's like, look at his cap number, dude, and then look at how much, you know, how efficient he is. And then you'll be like, oh, oh yeah. Okay. It's because everybody plays fantasy football. Yeah. Like if you had like a whole bunch of people probably had Dalvin Cook on their fantasy teams last year and they were like, hey, this is awesome. I traded Dalvin Cook because I saw the efficiency going around and it looked like a bad trade because I, he, he put up 1,100 yards and still scored all of those touchdowns. He had a really good season statistically. But again, there's a difference between being the ooh, that boy, nice watcher, and like looking into things like Mina Kimes did, where it's like, okay, why did they do this? Like, you know, I, I mean, other guys are asking, why did they do this? Mina's sitting there going like, why did they do this? Yeah. And like, you know, looks back at Kevin O'Connell's quotes, looks back at efficiency and all that stuff. And again, I've been critical on the Vikings being like, Alexander Madison is him. He is RB1, blah, blah, blah. But I also understand why they are moving on from Dalvin Cook. And I think it's a good idea to not have a guy that's worth $14 million. And by the way, other people across the league are doing the same thing right agree, now. Yeah. yeah uh, the Giants aren't paying Saquon Barkley. I think they're going to eventually get a deal done, but I, the they're, the they're reluctant to do so. The Raiders are in the same boat. Like you're going to see Jonathan Taylor struggle to get a contract, which mm-hmm. is just insane. But I mean, this is the direction everything is going. And I don't know. It, it It's just, it's bizarre that so many people just watched Red Zone or whatever and were just like, Dalvin Cook, yeah. To be, to be fair, a lot of the people- You want saying, my fantasy league, man? A lot of people saying this stuff are from the older mm-hmm. era of the NFL, which yeah. to say that is like, what, five years ago? Yeah. It's, it's not that long ago. So the people that are like, oh, I can get rid of this running back, like a thousand yards, it just- it's not the same. Rushing for a thousand yards is not the same as it was five, 10, 15 years ago. It just, it doesn't, it doesn't help you maybe as much as it might have in the past because, because your th- teams are just throwing the ball so much that like they don't need, they don't even need you to get a thousand. If you get 700, 800 yards from one guy, um, that's fine. You don't, you don't need to have a bell cow running back in your backfield anymore, which is probably why Adrian Peterson is going to struggle to find a job next year when he says, you know, uh, I'm hoping I get signed, but if not, I'll retire. And it's like, well, so I guess you're retired. Nah. No one is going to sign. Um, so let's move on from Dalvin Cook. I, I, I will say this. This is this is the last thing I'm going to say on Dalvin Cook. I don't think he's for today. Washed. Yeah, for today. 
we'll probably get back to it. I don't know. It, it is June. <laughs> uh, next episode we do, it will be July. Yeah. Which early July, like, yeah. I don't know. 4th of July football senses just kind of go down unless Nothing. somebody like blows their hand yeah. off with some fireworks or something. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> Firework safety kids. Mm-hmm. Did you see this? This is another thing. I guess this is a Viking podcast. I can bring this up. Did you see that Minneapolis is not doing fireworks? I did see that. They are I doing a laser, laser show. show. That's uh, it's interesting. I, fireworks are expensive. I will give they them are. That. I will give them that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's not like you. It's not like the city has this every week. Like most, most cities do. For, they do Fourth of July. That's about all the only fireworks. And then, the- and then maybe like a town festival. Or yeah. Something. Like, or maybe like Memorial Day or early or, no, not or Day. overzealous <laughs> baseball team. Or, uh, in the city of San Diego, they just say, let's just rip this thing open, man. Let's yeah, just yeah, yeah. light them all off at once. For sure. Uh, yes, yes. I remember that video. Yes. Um, like a Cody Rhodes promo. Or if, or if, uh, <laughs> if the Padres win ever, uh, then they set up fireworks, but that doesn't happen recently. So yeah, I did see that. And, uh, I'm sure a lot of people had uh, something to say. I'm sure that all, I'm sure all the comments were very nice in the replies. <laughs> they are all very reasonable. Like you really should reconsider this. Uh, yes. Are you America. sure? Are you sure? Well, uh, yeah. Um, laser shows weren't in the Team America fight song. The what? The, the you <laughs> know. I get myself in trouble. The woke lasers are taking over. McDonald's bleep yeah. Laser Victor. shows bleep bleep yeah bleep yeah. <laughs> I guess we've already dropped like six f bombs on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to rein it in. My mom's like, you guys swear a lot. And I'm like, yeah. It's a podcast. It's welcome to podcasting. Yeah. Um, she's like, I listen to it at work and people give me weird looks. Um, speaking of weird looks, here's one for you. Apparently, there's going to be a tug of war over Kirk Cousins next offseason if the Vikings don't sign them. We didn't talk about this on Monday when it came out, uh, but it's June. We need stuff to talk about so we're gonna bring it up here you know sometimes you have a discussion about taylor swift other times you have a discussion about kirk cousins uh mike florio was on the rich eisen show who's cranking out the news i guess but uh (laughs) he said let's play it out to march next year i think you're going to see unless the vikings re-sign him and by then they can't use the franchise tag on the way his contract is structured you're going to see a potential tug of war between kyle shanahan and sean McVay for kirk cousins next march Write that down or mark that down, he said. Um, this falls into the category of reckless speculation. Oh, yeah. But if Kirk isn't on the Vikings, where do you think he ends up? Uh, 49ers are at the top of the list for sure. They always are, always are, always will be. But other than 49ers that, 49ers are like a bad Taylor Swift, like the whole Kirk cousin, like Kirky boy, take me. I need to get to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I use yeah. Purdy, but he blew his elbow. <laughs> um, that's pretty good for off the cuff. Yeah, there you go. Lie. Um, other than that, yeah, I, it would just be a team that needs either a bridge quarterback or just wants someone who to fill in, and they feel like they've got enough pieces already. Maybe Kirk Cousins can come in, and you know, you think late career Brad Johnson with the Bucks, something like that, where like he comes in and leads them to a Super Bowl. Can can Kirk Cousins do that? Maybe. Um, but the Rams were interesting that that Florio threw that out. Like there, there has never been anything about the Rams having any interest in Kirk Cousins. And Sean McVay coached Kirk Cousins. He was his offensive coordinator for a few years. Um, but also they have Matthew Stafford. And unless he retires, I guess they could look at look into Kirk Cousins. But this is to me, this is just Florio. It's June. 
He's speculating. He's a Vikings fan. He has been just like clamoring for the Vikings to move on from Kirk Cousins every offseason since 2018. Um, and this is just since another... before he got here. Yeah. Signs his name on the contract. Get him out of here. This guy he wanted, sucks. He wanted Case Keenum. <laughs> he did. And, and that he... would have been, I think, you know what? In hindsight, people are going to roast me for this. That might have been the right move because you know what you do if you keep Case or Teddy Bridgewater? You draft Lamar Jackson in the first round. Well, and then you're, you're And of course, to... Lamar, oh my God, Lamar. <laughs> like, and you're able to come on keep some of your you're able to spend and keep more defensive pieces, which is the philosophy that Mike Zimmer wanted to do. Um, mm-hmm. I was reading the Reddit thread yesterday. I was like, why why did Mike Zimmer hate Kirk Cousins so much? And and some guy replied, which is how we've talked about it. Mike Zimmer never hated Kirk Cousins. Maybe at the end, uh, yeah. but uh, he hated the idea of signing someone like Kirk Cousins that takes up a bunch of cap space that prevents him from building the type of team that he he wants, where he wants to run the ball be efficient on offense and then have an elite defense and spend, use a lot lot of your assets on defense to have your defense be one of the best. So um, yeah, this is, this is just Florio being Florio because there's a couple teams that he's been continuing a a certain narrative on like the Cardinals. He's going hard on the Jonathan Gannon thing about the tampering and Cardinals fans are like, (laughs) he's more like, are more are fed up with florio because he just won't let it go they're like dude nothing's gonna happen um like just give it up um and there's a couple he's like it's june (laughs) yeah there's a couple other teams like i think the bills anytime stefan Diggs stuff happens i mean we do that too but he just goes an extra hard on like a couple of whatever he's got he's got he's got sources i will give him that so he is informed but he also he has a website that publishes probably 20 to 30 articles so they have to and this is June, July now. They got to come up with yeah. anything <laughs> to talk about. And he has, he has a daily podcast, I think, too. So, like, daily NFL podcast in July. Yeah, you need stuff to talk. You can't just rip on Chris Sims. And, and part, podcasts are jobs are the hardest in the world, <laughs> according to Travis Kelsey. Actually, he said more like, yo, let me tell you something, dog. Yeah, I, yeah, Yo, yeah, bro, yeah. This, this, hard, this podcast job, it's so hard. Like people don't know what they doing or why they do this or whatever. And like, aren't they doing like the match too? like him and Mahomes? Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought it was his brother, Jason, but no, it's him and Mahomes. Right. Which I like Jason Kelsey's entertaining. He so, is. So Jason, they yeah. Beer. Yeah. I, I don't know. Travis Kelsey just, I, I did see the video of George Kittle, like doing beer Olympics. Oh, yeah. Um, and that was hot. Like, I know Travis has said he wants to do WWE in the future. George Kittle has already done WWE. George uh, Kittle is he's going to be in WWE after George Kittle's gonna be a wrestler after yeah. the NFL. Like he's literally gonna go to prevent like all right, I just beat the hell out of my body for 10 years. What should I do? I'm gonna be a pro wrestler. Like I I could see him like yeah. training and becoming like this. Yeah. He'll, you know, like mid cut, like what Gronk tried to do. Gronk tried yeah. to do the whole wrestling thing, and he wasn't he wasn't cut out for it. Like George Kittle's, like you want me to jump off that platform? I'll do that shit. That looks well, like a blast. And Gronk was also in like the 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 COVID uh, pandemic. Yeah, case, that didn't help him at all either. That was weird. Um, but yeah, I could see George Kittle kind of sound like a Logan Paul deal, where um he has a few appearances a year and and has some big because ma- like he do- you don't need he doesn't need to be <laughs> in that consistent storyline. He's a draw. Yeah. He's gonna be a draw. He just has to. Pr- he just has to prove he can wrestle one time. That's all Logan Paul had to do. You have to prove you can wrestle one time, and then you're good. You're set. And I think he can do that. He's he's very athletic, and uh, he loves wrestling. So he's he's kind of like the 
he's kind of like the Miz. And like before yeah. the Miz came aboard, he was he had that he had the Miz persona on like the challenge on MTV and everything. And then he got to WWE and it was like, oh yeah, you're you already know how to. And he's got a personality too. Like yeah, Kittle, if, if you're good on the mic already, yeah, you're fine. You don't even you have to be that good like, in the ring. I feel like Kelsey, we're going down a rabbit hole, but again, it's June. (laughs) Money in the bank, Saturday. Yeah, I was going to bring that up later. Hold that thought. But, um, you know, like Kelsey has this character, but it seems like super fake. Like Cy Amundsen, a good friend of mine, actually brought this up on his podcast because he goes, if Sesame Street needed a white rapper Muppet, all they would have to do is cover (laughs) Travis Kelsey in fur. Oh no. <laughs> um and it's dead on. Like wasn't he on like a dating show or something too? Yeah, he was he was like the it was called Catching Kelsey, I believe. Oh god. And then Andy Reid put a play in the playbook called Catching Kelsey. Yeah, he better. Rip it. Rip it. I heard no, I heard he's like, oh dude. man. I've, I've heard Kelsey's a decent dude though. Like I've never heard any bad things about him in terms of like being an asshole or anything. So he's got that going for him. Yeah. Um, I don't even remember what. Oh yeah, uh, so the Kirk thing, <laughs> the Kirk thing we were talking about. Our own team. Um, we we yeah. went to laser shows. We went to tight ends. June twenty ninth. It is June. Anything goes. Anything goes in June. But it's funny to me with Kirk because it feels a lot like the Dalvin Cook thing nationally. Like yeah. most of the national media would probably like throw on the Jets or the Giants or the Cowboys. But like, you know, maybe they got red zone in the corner and be like, oh man, Kirk's cooking out there. Look, he's leading another comeback. Like, holy. And then they go and they look at his stats. And they're like, oh man, look at this. This guy's amazing. And then they're like, why Kirk Cousins should be in the Hall of Fame. And I, we've said it before. I think Kirk's a good quarterback. He stabilized the position for a franchise that has had a revolving door at quarterback. Um, that being said, and, and because he's a quarterback with a pulse, he's going to get paid. Like as long as he doesn't go Russell Wilson and fall off the cliff this year, somebody's going to give him a lot of money. Has he been another tangent? Has Kirk Cousins had a successful NFL career? I would say so. Based off of context, he's Fourth gotten round, a lot of money. Like uh, in terms of team success, no. But if we put Kirk in a vacuum, yes. Yeah, Fourth round pick. Behind RG3. Makes, you know, wins a starting job, makes a ton of money in the process. Yeah. And he's always in the mix. Like he, as much as people like, shit on Kirk for like, oh, he's never been, he, he gets the team there. He gets, he puts the team in a position to get to the playoffs. Right. How many quarterbacks have won the Super Bowl in like the last few years? Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. Matt Stafford. Yeah. That's less than 10% of the league. And like before then it was like Eli Manning and Ben Roethlisberger were on that list. Like so, there's only like four. So yeah. So like, I think what Kirk does is probably like his vision of success is probably similar to a lot of players in the NFL. Like, they want to make as much money as possible, which they should, because uh, it's not it's not a, a normal job. Like I know a lot of people are like, well, they, they compare it sometimes and be like, well, if I did this in my job, I'd be fired. Well, it's, it's not a normal job. They get paid millions of dollars to play a game. Um, so I think what is, I, w- what, I would say he's been a success. And I, and I think people also kind of crap on him, too, because what has he done in the big moments? Like, yes, there was that New Orleans game where he threw the palm to Thielen and then Kyle Rudolph pushed off for a touchdown. Um, I'm going to keep reminding people of that. Going to keep reminding people of that. Devin Cook was good in that game. He was very good in that game. He was so good. Mike Zimmer wanted to run him repeatedly so he didn't have to have Kirk Cousins throw the football. (laughs) People don't remember that either. Um, Maybe that should be a rewatchables for us where we just go. I mean, we're going to fire that back up here in the next month because it's still live. 
like before training camp. So we'll have a couple of games that we watch and talk about that. But um, yeah, I, I mean, you have last year, fourth and eight, he checks down, you know, line, oh, this is offensive line. Oh, this is not. like other people are saying, yeah, he should. Um, I don't know, man. Like I, I, the, my favorite thing about this is I'm just envisioning like an actual tug of war with Kirk Cousins, like Sean McVay and his frosted tips on grabbing one arm and like Kyle Shanahan and like it is flat brimmed hat. In Cabo, the other, right? Just like they're doing it in Cabo. Are are they both in Cabo? No, they're doing they're doing the tug of war in Cabo, right? In uh, yeah, it, on the beach. So, so it's on the beach. One guy's <laughs> got an arm, and like Kirk's just in the middle, like gritting his teeth, like oh, I don't know, guys. This is kind of crazy. Like Sean McVay's got Andrew Whitworth behind him, and uh, Shanahan's got uh, what's his George face? Kittle, uh, Kittle, or uh, who's, who's his tackle? <laughs> Trent Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would not want to face Trent Williams. No, 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 no. He would like it. Would be like Scorpion Mortal Combat. Yes, yes, like yes, yes. you know, get over here. And then I so it's always I see interviews with him, and he's like, he seems like a nice guy. And then you see like him like just slap Richard Sherman in the face <laughs> when he's on the field. And you're like, oh okay, don't mess with him. Speaking of alter egos on the field, um, so yeah, that's all I got on Kirk Cousins. That's after okay. a couple of tangents, um, our last topic, uh, NFL topic anyway. NFL doles out more gambling suspensions. Uh, several players have been suspended. You said the yep. names were. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I got the names, but uh, they, the Colts have already cut two players. Uh, Isaiah Rogers. We already knew about him. Yeah. And uh, defensive end Rashad Barry. Who okay. I believe. I believe both of them are suspended indefinitely. Um, and there's somebody from the Titans, like a right tackle. Nicholas Petit Frere. I'm uh, assuming that's uh, special French, probably. No, uh, he was like. Sounds like he should have been uh, selected in the top ten in the NHL draft or the CFL. Um, MMA fighter. (laughs) um, He was a right tackle for the Titans, and he got suspended six games for betting in a team facility. Not even he didn't bet on the NFL, but bet in in the team facility, which is pretty vague. Um, I think you're gonna go over that, and I got something to say about that. Yeah, yeah. So here's the NFL policy. Because it finally became public. Everybody's like, okay, well, what are the rules? Here? I love the first very, rule. Yeah. So, so the first rule is don't bet on the NFL. Oh, no way. <laughs> you know, and I mean, that's where it's like the whole thing. Like Isaiah Rogers bet on Colts games and he's like, and you know, he's like, oh man, they're too hard. No, no, no. That is literally the dumbest thing you can do. Like yeah. betting on your own team. Like, yeah, yeah you deserve to be cut. Even Sorry, if you're dude. a kicker. Well, a yes. kicker actually would, that would be huge. Cause he could just, he's like, oh, we can tie the game. <laughs> or I can miss and get this money line. Gary Anderson had the, yeah. had the under. He did. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so don't bet on the NFL. Don't gamble at your team facility while traveling to a, for a road game or staying at a home team. All right. Uh, don't get, I typed this wrong. Don't gamble at your team facility while traveling for a road game or staying at a team hotel. Don't have someone bet for you. Don't share team inside information. Don't enter a sports book during the NFL playing season and don't play daily fantasy football. Some of the things betting on the NFL, yeah. I agree with. Um, some of the things I think are a little extreme, like don't, you can't bet on an NBA game while you're chilling, you know, like Jameson Williams and uh, somebody else sitting there like, hey, uh, I really like the Pistons. They're bored in their hotel. Minus four. Like you want to you want to do like the group you know, or you want to do a parlay or, you right. know, see if we win some money or whatever. Like you're just bored. Like that doesn't hurt anyone. But no. like, you know, sharing inside information. OK, yep. Get out of here. Uh, You know, 
don't enter a sports book. Totally fair. Totally fair. Yeah. Except like some, for the of, fact some of the other some, things is some just stadiums weird. now have sports books in them. So you're like, they're going to sponsor these suspensions. Like <laughs> Isaiah Rogers with a gambling suspension Roger presented Mike. by DraftKings. <laughs> the yeah. official partner of the uh, NFL. My question was about the team facility. So, like, if you're in the team hotel and you want to make a bet, all you have to do is like go to the restaurant across the street and then you can make the bet and then you won't get in trouble. Out, out, like, just outside what? of the parking lot. What like, is the difference? <laughs> We're, we're live here outside of TCO Performance Center in Egan, and uh, Brian O'Neill is sitting on a uh, barricade just with his phone. Hey, man, I'm just making a bet quick. Yep. Like, yep. I, I'm going to go it's, right back in. I really, very... like, I really like twin strikeouts plus 10 tonight. Um, yeah, so. and the, da- the daily fantasy stuff is weird, too, because it's like... If you're on a buy, I mean... A lot of that I, stuff I you don't have playing, control over. Like right. they don't ha- You have to pick multiple players from multiple teams. You're not going to have control over that like i understand like if you want to bet on you pick yourself because you think and you're gonna allude to some guy in his parents basement who has like a computer program that's just like oh yeah they're daily fantasy players dude. i hate daily fantasy like yeah. it, it is i used to play it all the time but yeah. now it's just you, like you have to pay you have to like set aside time to be good at that which yeah. some people do and they're good at it. um i just think the the nfl needs to like get out of this gray area i think it needs to be either just just don't but you're in the nfl don't bet at all. Nothing. Don't do it at all. If you bet, you're suspended for a year. That's yeah. it. Just do that. You don't have to be, but they have partners with DraftKings, partners with FanDuel. Like they've they've put themselves in the back themselves into this corner. As they're like, so so if they do that, they're gonna be like, excuse me? Where it's like, oh, you guys, you know, you want our money for our sponsorships, but you're gonna bash our product because you know you think it's a poor reflection on your league. So they've done it to themselves and now you know, there there hasn't been there hasn't been someone like a like imagine if like Josh Allen gets suspended, people lose their money. Oh, uh, and who knows? Maybe somebody will do that. Well, Calvin Ridley's he's a pretty big name. Yeah, and he's coming back for the Jaguars now. Yeah, and he was he was he did that when he was like he stepped he had stepped away he, from the team. Yeah, he had a mental break, and then I think he said I think he did belt bet on the he did like an eighteen parlay that included the Falcons, but he wasn't in the game. But he wasn't in the game. He wasn't even in the locker room. He wasn't in the team facility. He had no impact. Like right, it's it's a very gray area. So. They, they got to figure something else out because their policy that they have now clearly one I I've read or heard that like teams didn't really go over the betting policy with their players, which is insane to me. <laughs> it's pretty serious. I mean, didn't didn't Zimmer bring in like Dr. Fauci for right, right, COVID? right, right. I don't like, think it was Fauci. It was some some U of M guy. And but. you know what? I understand teams have had bounties before. Um, mm-hmm. So they. Oh, they, yeah. They've had a, players make side bets. Yes, they can do that. Like, but for things that they can keep track of, which the NFL clearly is, they're clearly keeping track of. And I believe like these companies and these apps there, it's their job to report. Like if if they notice an NFL player is, is betting or whatever, they have. To. So you're stupid if you're you're breaking the rules or whatever, because. You're just like basically giving yourself up because you're going to get caught. There's no way you're not going to get caught is that unless you have someone do it for you that who isn't in the NFL. Like that's literally the only way around it. But like, it's just such a gray area. And I don't know. It was, it sort of reminded me of like some of the old domestic violence policies. They, the NFL used to have, or some of the old drug policies they used to have where it's like, well, you know, 
is there video? No. Okay. So you only get like this many games, but then you see the video and you're like, oh, well, you need a lot more games. And it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like it should have been bad the first time. Um, yeah. So like, I don't, it's the, the, this isn't the first time the NFL's you know, back themselves in the corner. Usually they figure out a way to get out around it. But I think these suspensions and I think the purpose of these suspensions, especially of these players that, you know, aren't as notable as to, as a way to be like, guys, 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 don't, don't, don't bet on games because we will suspend you we're not we're not messing around here so just don't do that it's it's a very weird situation hopefully it's one that just doesn't affect the vikings at all like like you said like it's probably just it will just to go <laughs> somebody. oh yeah somebody somebody will like we'll maybe, see maybe justin jefferson will be there <laughs> got a little extra cash in his pocket a little time no, he, he, he decides he, to he's a he's a gamer he's a video gamer what if he, he plays, throws money down on you know, game of Mac. I'm sure he does, but that's that's allowed. Yeah, like, but he plays a lot of video games. I don't think he's into like the the betting thing. It's I don't know. It's it's the whole thing though. Like, you can do it if you cross the street at a restaurant, but if you're in your your own hotel room just chilling, you're suspended. Makes speaking no speaking of video games, um, well, one NCAA football was in the news again. That's fun. Apparently, um, some NLI company didn't get the naming rights or something to nc or like you know the i i don't know it's all very confusing but it's apparently not going to slow down the game which was like my biggest fear like when it first they're broke, suing so. them, right? yeah they're suing them because apparently this so there's one company i don't know the name off the top of my head um he had they have this group of schools and apparently there's another nl or nil NLI is National Letter of Intent. So NIL is yeah. name, image, likeness. Couldn't they have made that a little different? Uh, they could have done a lot of things with NIL, uh, to be honest, yeah, yeah. because it's kind of spiraling out of control. And like the NCAA does what? a lot no of way. things. It uh, No way. No one never saw that coming. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like players betting on the NFL, right? But yeah, one group has this group of schools, another group has another group of schools, and they want their players to get more money, and EA is just like, well, we just won't put you in the game, because quite frankly, all they need is the teams, and then the dark overlords of the internet can be like, all right, we got this, Um, here we go, add the names, you can download it online. You really only need, what, like six or eight conferences? Do you really, do you really need, like, do we need, really need us and PA, or... Yes, you, you because that's the best part of the game. <laughs> I, I want to rebuild Austin P or um, UTEP. UTEP or uh, I, <laughs> Hawaii. The last, the last dino I did. Oh, Hawaii is a great school to do for NCAA. The last school <laughs> I did was James Madison to start because oh. <laughs> they were a new uh, F- FBS program. And uh, I did that. I went to Kentucky and then I revived the Gophers. So, I, I mean, that is, that's part of the fun is like okay. starting, like, it's no fun to like, just be like, I'm going to be Georgia and win the national title every year. Like, maybe that is kind of fun, but it's also kind of like, well, it's like yeah. playing, like when you split Madden, you put on rookie mode and you're like, oh, I scored a hundred points. Great. Like, <laughs> well, and then in NCAA, you just go, I'm going to take this job at Idaho. And like FCS schools. Now that's that's what I hope are in the game. I was I I, I'm are, I'm curious to see how they they implement the NIL stuff like into the game. Like, are you going to be able to like sign is it someone be to a Madden NFL to, free agency? Yeah, you're going to sign a, a recruit to a two million dollar 
contract or sponsorship or whatever it's called. Back in the day, they used to have academic suspensions. So like you'd be, <laughs> yeah. So you, so you would be Minnesota. You'd be going into a game in Wisconsin and be like, your tight end cheated on a test or whatever. And you have to decide, do you want to suspend them for like a quarter or like whatever? And the NCAA stepped in there like, yeah, we can't do this shit. <laughs> I would have done like full art piles and been like, nope. He's playing. He's starting every game. And then, and then your program credibility would go down. <laughs> We're winning. Oh, it's it's so awesome. Um, another video game news: Fight Forever came out. Yeah. Uh, it looks like a PS3 game. Yeah, but so, you can wrestle with Orange Cassidy's hands in his pocket. You can also wrestle with Orange Cassidy on a better video game in 2K. Uh, whatever. I mean, oh, you if you download him, the but, person or whatever. Yeah. You have to create them, but yeah. I mean, well, people have already done that for like everything, and you just download the the whatever the packages or whatever. Right. I like honestly, kind of relating it to the college football game because like, I think a lot of people were upset that it was delayed a year, but uh, you know, sometimes when they delay these games, they have a good reason for it. Yep. Fight Forever is kind of one of those things where it's like, why isn't it coming out? Well, it's it's glitchy as hell, and well, and they. I feel like they've added a lot more notable names to AEW in the last year than they been mm-hmm. when they were probably going to release the game. Like CM Punk's in there, Daniel Bryan's in there, Adam Cole's in there, uh, you know, a bunch of other people. And uh, what, what, Soraya? Not that and yeah. everyone's like thrilled to play with her or whatever. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, I got to do it. Uh, but yeah, it, it does. play with Tony it does, Storm. It does remind me of like uh, a SmackDown, you know, here comes the pain. Uh, PS2. And and that's why I like the idea. Yeah. It, if it looked a little better and it didn't, you know, have colli- collision detection issues, <laughs> we'd have a game on Whatever. It's their first game. I, I did see an old video of SmackDown. Here comes the pain. And like, I forgot like how crazy it was. Like you're jumping off of like buildings to like clothesline people. Kevin Nash is like power bombing somebody off the SmackDown. Yeah. Pissed. Oh yeah. Like, I remember that. Yeah. I saw a clip where, Brock Lesnar was doing the F5, and then in the middle of the F5, Goldberg speared the guy. So it was like... What? You throw him into a car, and it just explodes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I used to play... Yeah, those, those are the, I would play those games, and I would play Madden growing up, and FIFA growing up. Yes. I God, I loved... Uh, the stupid storylines in the back. In the uh, stage. You had to shoot. pick what you wanted to say. Little Mountain Dew, little Doritos, maybe some go. stuffed crust pizza. You're good to go. Um, very quickly to close things out, Money in the Bank. Who's winning the ladder matches? Uh, LA Knight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, because yeah, women's the, one or no? We've we've talked. Yeah, well, we've talked about Logan Paul maybe winning it, but I've heard a lot of things where like he doesn't need it. Like he just challenged Roman Reigns a couple mm-hmm. months ago for a title. He doesn't need the briefcase. He doesn't. Or someone where it's typically used to like pump up someone. Uh, women. I've heard a lot of Selena Vega talk um, since she had that that good outing in Puerto Rico, and she's good on the mic. Um, but she's tiny. Like, is, is that believable that she can? But I guess if you have money in the bank, it doesn't matter if you're like bigger or, right. or smaller than someone. Because you just come in when someone's like just beat up. Um, is Raquel in it? No, she got she she got knocked out. She's in the tag team. She yeah, uh, she lost in a qualifier. Um, I would I would like to see like EO Sky win it, and then have Bailey like be pissed at her like the whole time and then have that whole thing go down. So I think for the women's, I think Becky Lynch will win. Uh, yeah. And I, I don't really, I don't really like it, but I think it's the most, what I want with a women's one is somebody to hold it a while because it's been, 
like formulaic, like somebody yeah. wins it and they cash it within like night. two weeks. Yeah, most most of the time it's later that night, but like hold on to it for like six months. And like I, I would like it if both money in the bank contracts were just they even have they even have is Oscar and Charlotte are they wrestling on Saturday? They're wrestling on Friday for fighting for the title on SmackDown. Well, I guess it's it. SmackDown is pretty loaded. Well, that's in the UK too. It's basically like another another PLE. Yes. So Um, and then you got the Usos, the Bloodline, the Civil War. They're gonna win. They're gonna win. And Solo's gonna mess it up somehow. And then that that's gonna start. I feel like that that whole that riff is gonna start. Um, Maybe they'll try and create something between the Usos too. I don't know. but I'd be very surprised. I mean, it's going to be Jay and Roman at SummerSlam, right? I don't know. Unless Maybe. they go Fatal 4-Way, which yeah. is... Yeah. I mean, if if Solo kind of gets ticked at Roman. But I think I think they need to kind of bottle that up a little bit. But. <sighs> yeah, are they going to make it go all the way to WrestleMania? Because that's it's still ways away. Someone's Somebody's going to have to go away for a while. Someone's going to have to yeah. get like, written off and then come back in like January. And then. Um. So, yeah, women's ladder match and, I, and i'll kind of wrap this up here but i mean women's i think becky's gonna win i would like to see eo win i think that's who i want to see win but we'll see what happens and then i also think that in the men's like you said i i think it's a case of who needs the briefcase like logan paul would be a good story like if he cashed in on rollins and wanted i think people would lose their minds but at the same time you have a story with the champion already in place It'd be a good storyline, but you don't need it to re-invoke that storyline. Um, Damian Priest. Yeah, that's one I've heard too. That's that's another good one, but I don't think he needs the briefcase to eventually break does, away from the Judgment Day. Does He's Finn 42. Does, I did not realize that. Yeah. Does Finn Balor yeah. win and then Priest cashes it in right after he wins? That, that's another potential thing. I think it should be LA Knight. Yeah. I, yeah. I think I, he's got the most momentum. I think he's a guy that can hold the briefcase for a couple of months while things kind of cook. And is it crazy that Vince McMahon made him like a manager? (laughs) He's going to make Adam Cole a manager. Yeah. Like, what are you doing, dude? This guy, like now that he's become what he's become, it's like, what were you doing? Well, and LA Knight said too, he's like, at one point, I'm pretty sure I was fired. Yeah. But uh, something happened. (laughs) And then I see McMahon's like, trying to get more involved and everyone's like no 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 go away <laughs> and then that that's enough like he he had that good beginning to raw and then he did like a heat check episode of smackdown and it was yeah go go brush your mustache get out so, of here no 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 but <laughs> that is all the time we have for the viking age podcast with your occasional wrestling update um my name is chris shed I do the show with, <laughs> I can't even think of names right now. Adam Patrick, every Me. Monday and Thursday night. We, if you miss us, we're available oh, in podcast sure. form on Apple and Spotify the very next day. And of course, check us out on the Viking Age YouTube channel. Uh, this is what happens when I read the intro for the outro. <laughs> but however, you consume us, rate, comment, like, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. We will not have an episode on Monday because it's the 4th of July weekend. So enjoy your long weekend. We'll talk to you next time on the Viking Age podcast. Save.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.